0: It's a change that it's like, that's cute. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up.
1: Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. Power suits, and welcome
0: to House Party Protocol. Power suits, and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is everyone's favorite inhuman hipster. That's right, it's Brian Freddy. What's happening, my guy? And before I s- let you speak, you're the guy that bumped me out of the top eight at nashcon so i I, what am i doing this we should have a rivalry or something
1: (laughs) definitely sounds like we probably should (laughs) good to have it good to be here glad to hear
0: yeah man no i'm glad you're back i'm just kidding obviously like i'm actually glad that i didn't have to deal with that so
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of stress it uh kind of came out of nowhere didn't did not expect that to happen at all and when i had looked at the the rankings um when they posted i was like there's no way. Yeah. But, you know, I guess that's just how the cookie crumbled.
0: It sure is. Speaking of cookies, have you ever had one of those, like, Stroopwafel things, like, not on an airplane?
1: Actually, no, I don't think so.
0: Dude, I've been seeing these things, like, pop up around town, and I've started buying them. They're so good.
1: <laughs> so they good. are very good. And I've been on, like, an airplane, like, once in my life. So. <laughs> nice. So... I think I've only had it maybe once or twice.
0: Well, do yourself a favor, suss out some some stroop waffles because they're awesome and I would think that someone like Black Bolt would really appreciate one.
1: Oh, I would hope so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'll tell you the secret to to stroop waffle. So you get a coffee cup and you know, you have your hot coffee in there and then you put the stroop waffle over top of it. Obviously, it has to mm-hmm. be a coffee cup that's not super wide, but like you put the soup off over top of it and you let it chill for a few minutes and it kind of melts the caramel on the inside and gives you like a slightly mm-hmm. little bit of coffee flavor somehow I don't know why but it does Oh man.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask if you did that cuz I know a lot of people who do that. Do that yeah. strategy.
0: Yeah, shout out to the Dutch uh for for doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, for real.
0: <laughs> yeah, super awesome stuff, but we're not here to only talk about the awesomeness that is a stroopwaffle. We're also here to discuss Marvel Crisis Protocol and Brian Freddie. We had many stravaganza this past weekend, and Lord Almighty, goodness, was it just something sweet?
1: It was a roller coaster of emotions. Let me tell you what.
0: <laughs> yes, I think that really sums it up. For me, it was really great and I know something that has been out there in the ether is that MCP hasn't really had the injection of hype or life or whatever you want to call it that it needed in a while and we've talked many times before about the reasons why that could be a feeling that people have but I think that AMG did an amazing job with injecting that hype back into this game and also just really showing how passionate they are for Marvel Crisis Protocol as a property. Because with Shatterpoint coming out, that it wasn't accurate to say MCP dead. We joked about it plenty, but they really pushed Shatterpoint. And I think Shatterpoint also from this mini extravaganza showed that there's some really great stuff coming for that legion x-wing i didn't really see too much about armada but all of the stuff that amg does seems like it's in a good place but mcp i think really took the spotlight because not only did we get new character cards from characters that are coming out early in 2024 but we also got some rebalances
1: oh yeah we did big time
0: yeah we got how many was it 22 characters
1: yeah, something like that like 1920s yeah I think it was right around there
0: yeah and not all of them are massive differences but some of them are pretty pretty big
1: substantial yeah <laughs> pretty pretty like game rocking big
0: yeah exactly and it's interesting because I think some of the ones that were more subtle really impact those characters in a really nice way. We'll, we'll talk about them as we go through. And with this, though, I do want to tell the suits out there, we're not going to cover everything today. And we're not going to get into all the nitty gritty of uh, when Nightcrawler and Bishop are coming out and that kind of stuff today. What we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at three of the characters that were rebalanced and then later on we're going to start doing kind of I think 2 to 3 episodes a week for a little while and trying to bust through these characters cuz there's so much and it looks like there's not going to be any stopping anytime soon so going to try to have a couple weeks worth of uh a bunch of episodes and really grind these things out. And we also got to still finish Earth's Mightiest Core Set, which we'll be finishing up hopefully this week as well. So, yeah, strap in, enjoy the ride, and let us know what you think about these rebalances via Facebook comments, messages on Facebook. You can send us uh, messages, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. We've obviously been talking about it in the House Party Protocol Discord a lot, so make sure to check that out. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, Brian, Freddie, who we got on the docket first.
1: Oh, I think that we all can take one big guess as to what we've chosen first. And that's black bolt.
0: Uh, yes. (laughs) So I, I love what they've done with black bolt. I think the first thing we need to discuss here is the fact that the card art changed and it changed to be something awesome.
1: Like night and day difference. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, like these new card art things they're doing have just totally ramped up the awesome factor on just the cards themselves. So I love that so much. I think it's wonderful.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so Brian, Freddie, how do you think we should do this? Should we just top stat line the the attacks, the other stuff that's changed, or should we just kind of like one by one take it and just say this changed, that changed.
1: I think that we should just do like a brief, like, read down the card and then kind of mention the changes as we come across them. I think that that makes the most sense for what we're trying to do today.
0: I think you're right. So, top stat line four physical defense, four energy defense, and three mystic defense.
1: Praise god that it's <laughs> now a three mystic defense
0: right formerly <laughs> oh, a two. you have
1: no idea how much i've been clamoring for that change
0: i mean i do have an idea because we talked about it but also <laughs> i uh it's one of those things where anytime you saw a black bolt on the table and you had a mystic attacker you were like okay yes we could do this yeah yeah,
1: yeah. It, it was always a really, really scary matchup. Anytime you'd see an Emma Frost or Cosmic Ghost Rider insert scary mystic person, it yeah. was not going to be a good time.
0: Yep. And then he also got one other change on his top stat line here, and that is his stamina went up to six from five. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Talk about, like, it. it's not that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things, but like, or you may not think it is, but like really going up from five to six really does make an impact in terms of whether or not you get one
0: shot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about the difference between five and six stamina on this podcast before a long time ago and at different iterations. However, it really has a big impact, especially on a character that's rolling four defense dice it really can make the difference between whether or not you require an entire activation to be taken down. And I'd say it really, when a character like Black Bolt has a lot of impact. And one of the things that I know you can speak to, Brian Freddie, with Black Bolt is strategy-wise, you kind of played this game of Russian roulette of, do I let him get flipped to get Whisper and to start doing these other cool things, or do I try to keep him alive on his healthy side and and try to manage that? And then maybe he doesn't get flipped and all this stuff. And and how do you feel like that this change impacts that kind of mini-game within the game?
1: I think it impacts it pretty significantly because like I when I first started playing in humans and had Black Bolt on the table every game I played ever, like I tried so hard to get him flipped as fast as possible run him up the board with Lockjaw and use last minute save to keep him safe. Um, And that was whenever I was playing more of an attrition style in human's roster. And nowadays I play a lot more cagey and I play a lot more safe in that regard and try to keep him safe, try to keep him on his healthy side as much as I can. But if my opponent is really targeting him down, maybe I let them do that because the likelihood of them kind of maybe like their opponent like their their pieces are starting to get a little bit clumped up, right? Yeah. Like if he gets flipped, I can turn around with all the power in the world to scream at them. And like that's you kind of like set up those traps in a way. Um, but most of the time I I try to tend to play more more safe with them, to keep them alive.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So Brian Freddy, what changed on his attacks?
1: All right. So First of all, his energy bolt, um, which is an energy attack, range four. It was a five dice attack. It is now six. It's a builder, and it has a wild pierce.
0: Nice. So yeah, just need a die, right?
1: Yeah, it is an amazing change. Like it is just one more reason to not, not to be to like justify not bringing hammers. Because like Black (laughs) Bolt loves a hammer for that sixth die on his builder. Right. Like, I'll take a hammer, you know what I mean? But now he's just as potent as he ever was with one.
0: Right, yeah. And, like,
1: that makes me happy.
0: Absolutely. And (laughs) how do you feel, like, I mean, the one extra die, I know that that equates to where you're going to have about a 60 sixty to 66% chance of hitting that pierce reliably. But as we go through this card, I want to keep this thought in the back of your mind. Do you feel like that the sacrifice to get that extra die was worth it, as it relates to one of the superpowers we're going to talk about in a bit. Right. So. Um.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it does make a big difference, I think, personally. Nice. Um, but his... And it's also nice because, like... And we'll get to this whenever we get to the next attack, but his range four on that just makes him be able to be more defensive more kg, and be able to get out the damage output that you need out of his five threat right later on in an activation phase right yeah Um, and i think that that's really good and really important yeah um but his next attack is a physical attack master punch um to range three seven dice now three power it used to be four Um, you place within one after it's done. If it deals damage, if it's size four or less, you can throw it short. Yeah. Um, Which is really great.
0: (laughs) Oh, I've already
1: been thinking of so many patterns to get this to be super oppressive and it's already super oppressive and I can't wait for it.
0: Oh, I think we're going to see a lot more master punches now. And I think that previously, and correct me if I'm wrong. Anytime I saw a black belt on the table, using Master Punch was kind of an afterthought. It was one of those things where you don't really want to use it very often. It has some good abilities, but it doesn't really do too much that you want it to do and what you want to be doing with Black Bolt in that it costs four power and usually you would add dice with focus power to get the energy bolt up to seven instead of trying to go for master punch i mean that's kind of typically what i saw happening a lot of the time yeah
1: um and it depends too on like how you used his kit right like i know a lot of people who do it that way i didn't really use focus power unless i was using whisper a lot of the time yeah to be totally fair like there were instances where it would have made sense and it did make sense to use it but that was kind of like a lesser used thing for me i actually used his defense buff and his master punch more often than you might think but you are absolutely correct and a lot of people use him that way so i think that this is going to be a really cool change
0: yeah yeah i agree so his leadership ability doesn't change at all and then we have right. anti graviton field that remains the same that is when this character is targeted by an attack it may use this superpower add two dice to his character's defense roll against that attack cost you two power i think now that he can go up and be a 665 on the defenses and reliably having that power, which not only through his energy bolt, but through something we're going to mention here in a second, I think that really makes him much more dynamic on the battlefield with how you can use him.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So the next one we have here is a reactive superpower, and this one is brand new, I think.
1: It is, Yeah, and I'm very excited for it.
0: A king serves his people. It costs one power. When another allied character within range two is targeted by an attack, this character may use this superpower. This character becomes the target of the attack regardless of range and line of sight. So it's bodyguard for one power.
1: Amen, brother. <laughs> I'm so excited about it.
0: Like, you get down to that point where you're like, okay, cool, I do actually want Black Bolt flip now because I am going to have priority and I am going to whisper you. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and also the fact of, like, all of the other affiliated Inhumans pieces, are like... They're they're defensive in the aspect of like they get their reroll right. Like yeah. Quicksilver gets two on his kit uh, natively. Medusa only gets one. Crystal only gets one. Miss me- Marvel's a little bit tankier on the energy side, and she tends to live a little bit longer for me in general. But if they're living on like one or two health, Black Bolt now has an extra health on his front. He's he's already super tanky as it is, and then you can add two dice on top of that. So if you generated a bunch of power off of his energy bolt from range guess what <laughs> you thought you were going to kill the squishy piece not anymore
0: not anymore
1: you know and i'm very here for it
0: yeah yeah i mean rolling six dice on defense is amazing just ask magneto he does that crap all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's awesome i think this is a really awesome way to say like okay everyone live through black bolt you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. The one power cost means that you're not only going to have access to this superpower every turn pretty much, but also if things go well, building up the power for that anti-graviton field. And he really only has these two things to spend his power on anti-graviton field King serves his people and now master punch. And I think all of this makes for a much more appealing and, um, what is it it like discoverable patterns within black bolt you know what i mean like you don't have Mm -hmm. to rely on focus power all the time to do different things and whatnot you can reliably get access to your master punch and then have anti-graviton field sitting there if you need it that kind of stuff
1: i'm super excited for the pattern of throwing up beast to the middle throwing someone into the midline using him to use his energy bolt to gain an extra power or whatever it is or chuck a power over to him from someone else and then master punch to the midline and just be a menace oh yeah i like it's going to be so good
0: <laughs> that i sounds can't horrible. wait it sounds horrible and i'm not ready for that
1: <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> have
0: so no idea we have an innate superpower here now called focus power So this is a completely rewritten using the same word thing. And this makes so much sense during the power phase. This character gains one additional power. Genius. Huge, uh, huge. And it makes so much
1: thematic sense for his character. It's just crazy. It wasn't there to begin with.
0: Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think there's a point that we get to with certain characters and their kits and certain threat values that if they're not gaining additional power, you're really tying one hand behind their back, if not both. And that five-threat zone is one where I think having that additional power to just access the kit off the rip is so important for a lot of these characters.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So it's one of those things, man. Like, I, I think this is wonderful. I think not only did the change to Energy Bolt in making that power generation more reliable from his attack and not having to spend power to increase that reliability from the previous version of Focus Power really matters a lot for, for Black yeah. Bolt specifically.
1: And I'm just excited in general that, like, typically at the beginning of most games I would play, I would actually use Black Bolt as a, like as a power battery, and I would take his innate first power from every game... To give it to Beast to do eyes on the prize or to Miss Marvel to get one more power to throw, like whatever it is. Yeah. Now I've got two to play with at the beginning of the game. Like that's just, it's, it's really is game changing for yeah. this affiliation.
0: Yeah. No, I could, I can see it for real. And then on his injured side, he only has one change. And it's a change that it's like, that's cute. Wouldn't you say?
1: Uh, I, I, I think it's better than you might think. I mean, and I, if it—if we're talking about the same one,
0: I think we are. So, what is it?
1: Whisper is now a ten dice attack instead of a nine.
0: Yeah. So let me explain why I say that's cute. This that feels like we're just gonna kill more. Like, just I'm just gonna kill you harder with that now, than mm-hmm. it was previously. It was nine dice, and it's like pretty pretty deadly. And then. You could focus power to boost it up. Obviously, you can't focus power anymore, which is why I think it got this buff.
1: hmm Yep. That's why both Energy Bolt and Whisper did. Yeah. And I think that it's a really fair sacrifice, especially coming from someone like me who never really used that superpower. It was mostly a useless superpower to me. Now I basically get that benefit innately and i think that that's actually kind of nice
0: yeah i completely agree it's it's one of those things where again i think whisper was fine on its own at just nine dice but now it's like okay we're we're going to have like a a sorta not as good high damage helios if you will but it's a beam you know i don't know how to explain what yeah. i'm thinking of this like 10 dice on an attack is awesome because that's 10 opportunities for a critical.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you have the innate inhuman reroll and then you have the tactics card inhuman Royal family where you can reroll any number of dice for an attack once per round. It's killed things very hard <laughs> for me.
0: Yeah. And I'm just, I'm excited to have that extra dice. Yeah, exactly. So with black bolt here, that's all the changes to black bolt and I, do you feel like Brian Freddy that this is enough to bring in humans into the spotlight?
1: I hope so, honestly. I would, I would be so. I mean, I'm already excited to see more in humans players come in, come out of the wheat, the woodwork. I think that this change might ex, like, ex, what, what am I trying to say? Ramp that up, right? Yeah. Um, I, he's more of a justifiable five threat now than he ever was. And that's, that's what's exciting for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say it like that. Cause that's kind of where my head is with it too. It's like previously he always appeared like a liability in, in yeah. some kind of way on the tabletop, right? Like, because he could just be deleted so quick at certain times that it was like, man, what do I do with this guy?
1: But- yeah, and then you've got things running around that throw incinerate all over the place unpredictably, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. then he's just a squid. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you going to do now? He's already kind of squishy with the mystic defense, and then, you know, he just gets deleted, like you said, and I'm I'm over the moon over these
0: changes. <sighs> yeah, and, and I think just in a general sense that uh, he's just really a good character now and he's really on his own right i think there's play outside of inhumans for him with this change now
1: oh for sure (laughs) and that's even cooler right yeah um i'm really excited to see him maybe under original uh what's it called captain america yeah definitely i think that'd be sick
0: oh I, i think that'd be great I think original cabal with Red Skull gaining that extra power would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I think, I th- I think there's a, a lot of places that he could potentially shine. I think Web Warriors could be really interesting with him now getting an another okay. reroll on defense, being able to reroll skulls with his innate reroll. Yeah, and then having yeah. that bodyguard option to say, okay, cool. Miles, I'm going to bodyguard for you because we're playing on Gamma and and that's just what we're doing with our life. I think that that's going to be pretty spicy. I, I legit think that Black Bolt has catapulted himself to being a very splashable character here. And it's one that I think we still won't see him splashed everywhere and, because we have so many good options at this point, right? Right, yeah. But I do think that he legit... Has five threat splashable appeal,
1: mm-hmm. and For I'm
0: sure. I'm excited to see what people do with that because I think that the in humans leadership and we've talked about this before when you've been on the podcast before. It's a great leadership. Being able to manipulate power on characters is great. Passing power around, super great, all that stuff. But Black Bolt was kind of the the poster child for has a great leadership has a meh character kit
1: yeah and And like you said earlier like he was more of a liability before right so like you're utilizing this leadership to more or less keep all of your other guys online and like safe but then you also have like this pit of anxiety trying to keep black bolt alive <laughs> like right. not making him a liability to keep the leadership to keep your other people doing what they need to be doing <laughs> you know yeah and it just was so nerve-wracking a lot
0: yeah I, I think you nailed it and now with having access to anti-graviton field every turn un- unless you're stunned you know you might wake up stunned or poisoned and and then things get interesting. Can't be poisoned. I mean, yeah, there you go. Can't be poisoned. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> do not forget it.
0: Yeah, I shan't forget it again. But uh, you know, you 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 have these things that can kind of mess with this kit, and I'm not trying to sit here and say that he's all of a sudden the best five threat in the game or anything like that. But I do think that you won't be disappointed trying new things with black bolt and putting him in places that you might not have thought he had any business being previously.
1: Yeah, for sure. And one honorable mention that I'm so glad did not change is the fact that his back health is still nine. (laughs) Yeah. I had this prediction that his front side would go up to six and his back would go down to like eight or seven. Yeah. The fact that they kept it at nine, I was blown away by like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty legit. I I got to say. I love it. I mean, what is that? Does that make him a total of 15 health, but it feels yeah. like more than that.
1: For sure. Especially when you add in, you know, healing cards or healing characters or whatever. He's gonna be around. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah. not going anywhere.
0: Oh yeah. Cool. Well, that's Black Bolt. Do you have any other things to say about the King of the Inhumans?
1: Play him more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's, he's rock solid. For sure.
1: And I'm super excited to see how it affects the community.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm right there with you. And let me ask you one more question before we we move on to our next character here. And that is, are there any cards that are not in human affiliated that you think can tune him up even that little bit more and make things even more valuable for him on the tabletop?
1: In terms of unaffiliated cards, maybe Smash. But, like, I haven't really played around with that particular card too much. Yeah. Um, I mostly tinker around with their affiliated cards with him. Like, now that we've got, you know what I mean, like, this new kit, like, I'm super excited to try it out on Thursday night when you (laughs) guys are listening to this. But... um, (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool
0: nice yeah I don't think there's anything that really stands out in terms of of a particular Honestly, tactics card
1: recalibration matrix actually I think has a lot more play with him now now yeah. that I think about it because he has more power to play with yeah definitely. that was something that like you really wanted to use that card offensively to or even defensively but a lot of the times offensively. You have Royal Family and you can stack recalibration matrix if you really need to ensure that days are the KO to like win the game. Right. Yeah. I think now him having all that extra power that actually might might be a bit more potent, I think, for him.
0: For sure. Yeah. I could see that. Definitely. I, I like that a lot. I mean I like recalibration matrix a lot. It's usually like a card I, I take fairly regularly these days.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, especially with the, the big boy chase chase me down meta that we're in right now. I think I I have it in my list and I have for a long time more defensively, but I think that it, it's a little bit more versatile now.
0: Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So speaking of things that just got a little more versatile, let's talk about oh, our yeah. next character rebalance here. And that is everyone's favorite Devil of Hell's Kitchen, Daredevil.
1: So I am so excited for this too.
0: Yeah. So Daredevil's a character has been out for a long time in Marvel Crisis Protocol. And he's a character that always kind of was fine ish, but not greatish, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. He just didn't do what a four threat should be able to do. Yeah,
0: it always felt really good when you were like you had a ton of power and you were able to use devil's deliverance and you were playing on gamma and you got like 12 dice and it was, you know, you just chase that dragon every time you have him on the table or that devil. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, you just live that and have that fun. And and there you go. He he definitely dripped fun factor as opposed to quality a lot of the time. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, needless to say, we have an update, folks. And an update that I think is incredible and multifaceted. And I want to start with his top stat line here the one change that he had been needing forever was that his three physical defense has now gone up to four and I love this because we have a character like Black Widow who they said that four physical defense is like a, a representation of her agility right not not necessarily a physically imposing and like like tanky, gonna stand there and eat bullets because her body armor is so good type character. It's that she's agile and that is a way to represent that is with higher physical defenses. And Daredevil is exactly that kind of character. And him having a three physical defense when physical is the highest represented attack type in the game, even though he counted blanks with radar sense, it was... I can't tell you how many times, Brian Freddie, that I played Daredevil. And it's like, cool, but counting blanks doesn't matter when you're rolling hits and skulls.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it's the same bad feeling when you're playing Shadowland. Like, who's like the main, you know, realm of experience I have with a Daredevil in this game, right? But it's the same thing. Yeah, It's so annoying.
0: Yeah, but going up to that extra die on defense gives you... Another opportunity to roll crits, wilds, blocks, and blanks. So your access to the sides of the die that are impactful, you now have five opportunities per die to roll a success on defense against physical attacks. He needed this Which so is much. pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, he's still only five stamina, but that's okay. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's a fair thing, too, because he, he is a physically embodied person. Like, he will beat the holy living snot out of you. But, like, he's also just a dude.
0: He's just a dude. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, there's got to be some weakness, right?
0: Yeah, and having that extra defense die and counting blanks, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's potent. It's very potent. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, the other things that changed, uh, what has changed on his attacks, Brian Freddy?
1: So, his his normal builder strike for his physical attack stays exactly the same. I think that's fair. But what's amazing is that his baton hook, his physical ranged attack, is actually different now. Um, It does still ignore line of sight, and they don't benefit from cover, but what is amazing and i love it is that it also ignores stealth
0: yeah like where did this come from
1: i love it yeah like there is no hiding from the devil of hill's kitchen not anymore and i think like he had a he had a lot of mobility right but like not in the ways that a lot of other characters do now like he has the long movement but now on baton hook if you roll up you can push that target towards you so you don't have to move in line to get the strike off which I think is really really cool
0: yeah no I love it I think that you're exactly right his mobility with that long movement was one of the things that made him so great previously but baton hook not only ignoring line of sight and cover, but ignoring stealth, so characters like Moon Knight or Black Widow or insert other character with stealth, now they can't hide. It is worth noting, and I think this is genius on their part, it is specifically stealth. So like Storm, her her thing will still count, which I think is really cool. And it's like, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, weather goddess, so obviously man blind guy is not going to be able to (laughs) pull her in with his baton (laughs) you know what i mean right so i love that but also the fact that the pull trigger is now just a hit instead of a wild means it's still only four dice so it's not gonna hit particularly hard but you're gonna have opportunities to displace characters and that's huge
1: very very huge and I think it's also going to play a very cool role in something else that's coming up on this
0: card here soon. Oh, very much so. And uh, what's the next change in these attacks here, though?
1: Uh, Devil's Deliverance has gone from a native two dice attack to a six on his spender.
0: Okay, that sounds like there's better be, better be some good changes because yes, it was only two dice, but man, when you got surrounded by bad guys, it was so much so much fun.
1: Yeah. Um, so how it reads is this attack adds one die to each of the attack rolls for each non dazed enemy character within range two of this character when this attack was chosen. After each attack is resolved, the target character is pushed away from this character short. Okay. So it's natively so much better because if you had three people around you, it's only a five dice attack. Now it's nine.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And no, it's A2.
0: I love it. I love it so much. And th- the the way it worked, so previously it was you added two dice per character around you. So it it could ramp up faster, but you really had to get surrounded. At least now you you can say, all right, I've got two people around me. It still costs you five power, which is a lot. But I've got two people around me, and they're, and it is just bullet points, add dice, bullet point, pushed away. And that can have a big impact on the game state and especially objectives and stuff like that. So it's like, all right, cool. It's only going to be eight dice, and I'm only going to hit two people with it. But that seems like fair value because I'm guaranteed to push them away.
1: Exactly. And I think that it's going to pair super, really, really awesome with Baton Hook. Because if you're sitting on a point and there's like three people, you can potentially pull them in, hit them, you get an extra dice for everybody, and then you just push them back out into no man's land again, which I think is yeah. sick.
0: Yeah. No, I love it so much. I love it so much. All right. So here's... A, we've already talked about a lot of changes on this card. But wait. yeah, There's more, people. Okay. So the big one here. I think this is the big one because it has a lot of implications and this is daredevil gains a leadership for the defender's Amazing. affiliation. Yes. He is the Marvel Knights leadership for defenders. And before I read what this does, I love this leadership. It is so cool. Once per turn, an allied character may re-roll a number of its attack dice equal to to the number of enemy characters within range two of itself. So we've talked before about like clumping up and doing all this different stuff. Like you just send people into the fray, and now you're just gonna get some re rolls. And in my brain, I think to myself every turn I want max rerolls. So, okay, cool, I might be putting my characters in danger, but I'm gonna be re rolling the world and killing you before you kill me. Yeah. And it's also oh, yeah. worth noting, Brian and Freddy, this does not say non dazed enemy characters. Mm-hmm. So if you're dazed a couple characters earlier, or maybe even just one character, and you can move into a position where you're within range of the dazed person and the character you want to attack, that's two rerolls. Yeah. I love oh, it. Oh,
1: yeah. I love it, too. And I'm also. Really, really in love with the name of the leadership, too. Marvel Knights. Oh, yeah. That's it's really classic.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, love yeah.
0: it. Now. But, yeah. Let me ask you, Brian Freddie, since this is a Defenders leadership, I mean, Defenders has needed something for a while, but do you think that this specific leadership now, quote unquote, fixes the reason why Defenders wasn't played so much?
1: In my humble opinion... I think that it fixes a lot of the problems. I think the only other thing that they really honest to God need is just more team tactics cards specifically for defenders. Yeah. Every other team in the game has a plethora of them at at least one or two good ones, right? The portal one is good, right? Don't get me wrong, but I th- think that they just, they need more like unity cards in general. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, and we did get a spoiler that a character like Shang-Chi is on the docket for Marvel Crisis Protocol, which I'm super excited about. And I would expect him to be affiliated with the Defenders, and maybe they're taking that opportunity to add in some tactics cards. Which would be
1: amazing.
0: I think that'd be pretty awesome. But yeah, I think this... Leadership does a lot of things. So previously, Defenders were locked behind a five-threat leader in Dr. Strange, who was great, is great. Dr. Strange is is a great character. But I feel like that they definitely needed more flexibility. So I think that this having a four-threat leader, having a leadership that's really aggressive, which if you look at the Defenders roster, how aggressive they a lot of their characters can be i mean you've got hulks valkyrie daredevil obviously you know you've got these characters that can get in the mix and feel pretty okay being in the mix of things i think that really is interesting for the overall what these characters are going to do and then you have this lack of tactics cards so like to your point i think this does make it to where you can probably comfortably take defenders to a tournament and feel okay and play, play mono defenders and feel fine about it. I think the lack of tactics cards is still a problem, but I think that with this change to daredevil and we're not done with the changes yet, by the way uh, it's yeah, I think this is, this is fun.
1: Yeah, and I think that the leadership also just oozes theme, too. Oh, yeah. Like, the street-level defenders just want to beat the snot out of people. That's literally what it's doing, and I just love
0: it. Yep, you're exactly right. I love it so much. So we have another change to a superpower here called Man Without Fear. So this was a superpower he had originally, but it's pretty different now. Reactive, it's going to cost you two power. After an attack targeting this character is resolved, this character may use this superpower. This character advances toward the attacker short. Then, if the attacker is within range two, this character may make a strike attack targeting it. Oh, yes.
1: Yes, please. (laughs)
0: Like, I want to be very clear at how awesome this is because previously this was basically if they're within two then you can then you can whap them but now you get to move to get within two <laughs>
1: and it just adds to what we talked about earlier with his mobility was cool before now it's just unreal
0: right you attack him at range I think I think you'd have to be like right max range four for him not to be able to hit you back. Or farther.
1: Which is like, yeah, it's like not rare, but it's also not common either, right? Exactly. You know?
0: And the fun thing about this is it is not once per turn. Yeah. So one of the fun things and little little synergy you can kind of find here is with your Marvel Knights affiliation, if you're playing under that affiliation, the defender's leadership there, you can, on your opponent's turn, potentially set up a pretty nasty clapback. And your strike has a wild stun on it. So, And also keep
1: in mind, too, right? The defender's leadership also states once per turn, not just your turn. So if you get this clapback, you also can reroll your dice on your opponent's turn as well, which I think makes it even more potent.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no, I am, uh, I'm super here for this. Uh, I love it so much. It's
1: awesome. It's basically like a really cool version of Ronan's accuser Yeah. without being dazed.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the idea of objective play with it as well, I think is one it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just, I don't really have any targets. So I'm going to take a shot at daredevil. You might want to think twice, because now maybe Daredevil's able to move over and interact with an objective on his turn, or maybe he's now contesting an objective that you thought was pretty safe. Stuff like that I think is really interesting.
1: Yeah, and also, I count blanks. You didn't hurt me. Well, I'm just going to move forward, and I'm going to slap you back and do some damage.
0: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, it's worth noting that he loses this attack on his injured side, which is certainly a thing— Uh, that exists, you know, which makes it a little sad when he gets flipped. And because of that five stamina, I don't think you can just throw Daredevil right into the mix all the time. But you're going to have to play him a little cagey. But he's always had this, but I want to remind people, since they might not remember. He now gains a superpower on his injured side called the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. It's an active superpower. It's going to cost him two power. This character may perform an attack with a power cost of zero after the attack is resolved. If the attack roll contains any failure results, this character suffers one damage. This superpower can be used only once per turn. So basically daredevil gets to somewhat break the action economy of only doing two attacks. He gets to do three on his injured side and you could potentially pay a little bit of a price and you're only taking one damage for a skull. It's not for each skull, thank God, or else I'd make sure to find a way to do all six of them somehow. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, I think that's pretty awesome. And it allows him to have some agency when he's on his injured side.
1: Yeah, and it's also worth noting that the old version was only within range two. Yes. That's gone away.
0: Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can baton hook you now. Like, I'm going to just do, oh, I'm going to baton hook and pull you off a point. Oh, I'm going to baton hook and pull you off a point. Oh, and by the way, your other friend over there, I'm pulling them off the point too.
1: (laughs) Ah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm so excited to see Daredevil get the love that he deserves.
0: Oh, he's about to be on the tabletop for real for me because not only is he Defenders' leader, which I want to play that. But he's also Web Warriors-affiliated, so yes! Yes, you get the beater that they need. (laughs) Seriously, like, I am... I I had a list that I fooled around with a long, long time ago where it was just all long movers plus Miles. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to have Miles in there because while he might not be a long mover, he gets the, uh, the, the placement... To where it kind of Functioned like yeah. he was A long mover But I had nothing But long movers And miles And now it's like I might revisit that That'd be really cool Yeah Yeah It's kind of fun But yeah No So Just what you can do With Web Warriors now Bringing in Daredevil Like Because I played Daredevil a lot When he first came out In my Web Warriors All of that stuff And He was okay But Other things were More valuable Venom was more valuable Um Just Just many other characters were and now i think daredevil really vaults himself into a position of utility and value on the tabletop and it's interesting because that fourth threat slot especially in web warriors is a crowded spot i mean you've got a character like agent venom who's excellent you've got spider woman who's Spider-Man. excellent. Yep. Daredevil now, who's excellent. You've got Venom who has not changed at all and is still excellent.
1: Yeah. So Oh, dude. It's it's going to be cool to see what Webs are up to now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to put him in there. Is there anywhere else that you think new and improved Daredevil is going to shine?
1: Maybe Midnight Suns? Just because there is a lot of, you know, crossover with a lot of those characters that are affiliated. Um but coming to mind, maybe not, maybe maybe original Red Skull, like we talked about earlier, getting him extra power to do Man Without Fear oh, and yeah. you know, his other thing on the other side, the Devils of Hell Kitchen. But yeah, that I mean, that's pretty much what comes to mind for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could see some interesting play with like Kingpin criminal syndicate because he's got some tankiness, and and then his control element. It's a hit trigger, so you've definitely, it's not super, super reliable. But, like, I don't know the math, but it feels like on four dice, having a single hit, I mean, I guess just ask Bucky (laughs) how that is sometimes, but at the same time, it feels like it's one of those things where you can feel pretty good about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you think about maybe Weapon X? I don't really know too much about how they function, but like being able to pull people in range for tornado claw or to get just absolutely demolished by the all of their claws and guns. Like yeah. I, don't I mean know, maybe that might be good.
0: I think anywhere that can use a little bit of control and can have a little bit of a tanky thing, needs someone that can be kind of defensive and mobile, I think is is there. You know, I think that that it's really about that baton hook for me and just being able to disrupt your opponent's plans reliably is is going to mm-hmm. be a really good thing. And then, like, okay, cool, you attacked me. Well, you're going to take one to the face.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know? For so, sure. So, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. And uh, I th- and then, yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot of places that you won't be disappointed putting him in.
1: No, not at all. I think... Oh, you know, uh, original Avengers might also be really good, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, new Avengers. Like, being yeah, able to say, i want hit, I can yes, get sir. extra successes.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I don't absolutely. hate anything about this right now.
1: <laughs> no. And I know that our friend Nathan over in the Discord and my friend in real life is gushing over this change. Yeah. It's really invigorated his g- love for the game and... He's not going to stop running Defenders for a long time. I can almost guarantee it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, before we move on to our final character today, I do want to say to the suits out there, House Party Protocol is running a giveaway. So, we're going to give away one of Earth's Mightiest Core Sets. And the way I'm going to do this is, whoever wins, I will just order said Core Set from a website and have it sent to them because that makes it cheaper and all that stuff all the way around. So we're going to do that. And we're going to run this this giveaway until the week before the new corset comes out. So it's only going to be 3 weeks. So this week, next week and the week after that. So we're going to end it on Wednesday, October 4th is the last day to get entries. So Check the House Party Protocol Facebook page for the the main thing and make sure you leave your comment in there and all that fun stuff. And then also listen to the podcast for secret code words. And I think in honor of Brian Freddie, we're going to do Inhuman Hipster this week. Amen. (laughs) You know?
1: That's awesome. I'm with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's going to be your secret code word in human hipster. And send that to us either on a Discord DM, on a Facebook message. You can send us uh, messages through the uh, email, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to get into the Discord, you can check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. You can come hang out and... My favorite place on the internet, if I'm being honest with you. So uh, it's it's a it pretty great place. It is also time. mine. There you go. Yep. Yeah. It is an
1: amazing place to be. You'll never notice that dollar spent, and I can't recommend it enough.
0: There you go. But uh, yeah, doing a giveaway, and I will say I'm not going to do a secret code word for every episode over the next couple weeks because Ooh. I'm going to be pumping out a lot of them, I hope, if I do everything right, if everything goes according to plan, if it's all according to plan. Then, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know.
1: It's about the money, Spider-Man.
0: That's right. So we're going to try to put as many secret code words as we can, but we're not going to do them all, and that way it keeps you guys on your toes. So, Uh,
1: yeah. I think that's smart.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of staying on one's toes, we have one of my favorite characters that has gotten some changes, and that is Cable or as I affectionately call him, Cable, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So Cable has had a couple of updates. It's not as sweeping of changes as maybe Black Bolt and Daredevil were, but it's still some pretty great changes and I think some really valuable changes to his kit. So first up, we have his top stat line, Three, three, four on the defenses, that stays the same. His stamina value goes up from six to seven, which doesn't sound like a lot yet again. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when your defense values are on the lower side, he still has telekinetic shield, so he can buff those up, but you are forced to spend resources to boost your defenses. It made things complicated for him, I would say. it's it's how i would put it right
1: yeah i i agree
0: yeah so now having that extra defense die it really gives him an opportunity to stay alive and to use one of the big changes in his kit which brian freddy is on one of his attacks yeah
1: do you want me to read
0: that for you see that was that's what we call a segue in the business
1: Ah, makes sense. <laughs> uh, his first attack, for those of you who don't know, is an energy attack. It's a plasma rifle. Uh, it's range 5 for 5 dice. Um, it's, a, it's a builder, so you gain power equal to the damage dealt. Um, what's cool is they added, if the target character is within range 3, this character may reroll up to 2 dice on his attack roll, and he still has his wild incinerate.
0: Yes, so... I love this. I I wish I I will say I wish he had gotten up to 6 dice, but man, they value that range a lot.
1: Yeah. Um I think it's really really cool though that they are more or less like what's the word I'm looking for, promoting or incentivizing you to be in the fight. Yes. So if you're within three, you get to re-roll attack dice, which I think is really, really cool.
0: Yes, and that's the thing. Re-rolling two attack dice, adding dice, always better than re-rolls. However, adding one die versus re-rolling two, it kind of balances itself out because you lose that opportunity for a crit, but now you get to potentially be more consistent. So, right. I love that so much. And then to your point, incentivizing you to be in the fight, that extra stamina plus his telekinetic shield, plus this is still a builder, it really ramps up his utility. And then he still has his body slide by one. So if you think about your ranges that you're going to be operating with Cable here, trying to move, place, attack within range three, I think is going to be a very distinct pattern that you're going to see from cable and something that I think you're going to want to try to place yourself within three as much as possible and having the opportunity to place within three and I don't mean place like using a placement ability I mean to be within three of your uh, targets is going to be the mini game that you're playing within the game while using cable
1: yes for sure yeah and I'm I'm glad that they like kept the body slide as a thing instead of just bumping his movement up to medium. I think the body slide was like kind of like one of the coolest things he had personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, the rest of his kit was always good. Like Omega level threat, being able to throw any up to size four terrain and, and being able to modulate the power that you do that with was excellent. Telekinetic shield Being able to add two defense dice to himself or a friend within three on that medium-sized base. Excellent. He gained the one power he needed because of techno-organic fiber suppression always. So again, excellent. And it was always just wildly unreliable attack dice, in my opinion anyways. And the fact that it seemed like the range that he could reach out and touch somebody with was what was valued most on his kit, whereas that range and the amount of dice you rolled with said range didn't really add up to a character that could do what they needed to do. For sure. That was a really really long-winded way to say that I think this makes for a much more compelling character in terms of his basic kit. And we're not even talking about the changes to his leadership yet.
1: Yeah, and his changes to his leadership are so cool. They
0: are. But before we go to his leadership, there is one other change to one of his attacks.
1: Is Ascani's son is now five power instead of six. Yeah, so
0: you have access to it. I still will never use it, but you know.
1: I think it could really be clutch in a lot of situations, Oh, but I'm— I'm also just a sucker for self-healing
0: <laughs> look but i have really tried really tried with this attack sometimes i've played many games where i'm like okay cool i'm on my injured side i've taken five damage i'm gonna move and then Ascani scani four people yeah it's gonna be awesome and then no healing no healing no damage no damage it's like oh, no. come on and and that's the thing about Ascani scani right it's for each attack that deals damage, you heal one character. It's not for each damage dealt.
1: Right, right.
0: So I'm just telling you, it's a bit of a trap. It's. I'm glad it doesn't cost you six power. Thank God. But it's a bit of a trap.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. How much is Doctor Strange's a 2 Is its is it five? His is six. Okay.
0: Yeah, so Strange Supreme has a, a power as well, and his requires you to hit certain triggers, and it costs you six power, and it's seven dice, and it's Mystic also A2, and you have to have a wild and a shield, and it's after each attack is resolved, you can remove one damage from this character and each allied character within two of it, so if you compare the two if it deals damage you get to remove versus trying to have a two particular faces so you would think that the Ascani sign would be more reliable but the fact that it's only removing one damage not a multitude of damages it's fair in that way but for 5 right. power it it's to me it still doesn't feel like it it's matches the cost appropriately like i think because he wants it might be a hail
1: mary right
0: yeah it's a hail mary that's all it is which is fine but i think when you look at the rest of cables kit you're you're probably going to use body slide every single turn probably using that every turn if you have the opportunity you're probably going to use omega level threat very regularly right yeah and yeah and let's assume you don't. Use I love a that Met it's level. within
1: range three. I just realized that too. I thought it was within two.
0: Oh yeah, no, his thing's always been range three, and it's so good. It's so underrated. It's so good. It's so cool. And it's a medium throw, but which is also really good. <laughs> it's amazing. And then you're also gonna want to save power for telekinetic shields. Like you're gonna want to be able to telekinetic shield. So I say all this to say that while I love the change to Plasma Rifle, it one, it makes his power generation that much more reliable, which I think is important to get that reliable power generation so that he can do the things. But like, like what I'm trying to express is, because you're already doing all this other stuff, most likely, the value proposition still isn't there for Ascani-san for me.
1: Which I think is fair. I think that's totally valid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's... A, it's perfectly good. Hail Mary. I've tried to do it. And look, I will try to do it again at some point, but it's just, I would rather see reliability and incentivizing me to use something by maybe you buff up the amount of dice it it throws, or maybe you make the effect just slightly more potent and then, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Now I want to use this more.
1: Yeah. I feel like most of the time I'm fairly underwhelmed by area attacks. I think I would just much rather have a beam, in general, if it's going to be a multi, you know, multi-targetable attack, um, like Medusa's, whatever split ends attack. I think it's called. Yeah. Like, I think I've used it once and it didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, I think area attacks. It's a interesting place to balance, right? Because you're breaking the rules of the game functionally by saying, okay, I normally would only get two actions and two attacks, but, oh, cool, I have an area attack. I'm going to get three, maybe four attacks off if you get some kind of crazy lucky, you know? So right. so you're breaking that fundamental foundational thing with an area attack or a beam attack. But I think, to your point, with beams so much more flexible and mm-hmm. areas uh, on a bigger base like cable is so that medium base you've got a lot of distance you can play with but you're still limited and i think that right the premium that they put on them through the power cost doesn't really match up with the utility in most instances yes yeah so i
1: i definitely agree yep.
0: yeah yeah but, but I will say the sweet spot of Ascani sign, it's seven dice, so it's in the sweet spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the seven dice is the sweet spot. It is there literally no more, no less.
0: the sweet spot. <laughs> so the leadership has changed. Wetworks is still what it's called. It is the X-Force leadership. So Cable, still your X-Force leader. Each allied character may re-roll one die in their attack rolls once per turn, including failure results. There's more text, but I want to really be clear on this. Each allied character may re-roll one die in their attack rolls once per turn, including failure results. This is not like Web Warriors where it says characters may re-roll failure results. This is during attack rolls, you can re-roll a failure, not on defense, not on other things, if you have access to re-rolls. So I want to be very clear about that. This is not functioning in that same way. But the additional text here, which is, like, that's already a change. Originally, you it was just a reroll once per turn, which was meh at best. So being able to reroll failures is nice. The additional change here, if they do and the enemy character is within range three, the enemy character does not benefit from cover during the attack. That's cute. It's not my favorite. I think it's. Pretty cool though, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it wasn't enough just to allow them to re-roll skulls. I think, but being able to say, "Okay, cool. Now you're not going to benefit from cover." I think is a nice thing.
1: Yeah. Now, do you have to re-roll the die for them to not benefit from cover? Is that is that how I'm reading that? That's
0: how I'm reading it. Yes, because it's a it's okay. an if then clause. Right. So like when you use that re-roll, then the opposing character will not benefit from cover.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize that before. I thought it was just all the time, but that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. If this was all the time that you don't benefit from cover and you're within three, this would be the dopest leadership in the game
1: yeah
0: one uh, of them one of them exactly uh, that was hyperbole <laughs> <laughs> that was hyperbole brian Freddie. uh you know this but i'm just saying that would have been amazing
1: i, I have allegiances for the coolest one in the game just yeah. saying
0: yeah it's, it's definitely avengers right definitely yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. definitely web
0: warriors <laughs> yeah definitely right uh-huh
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Some like in humans or something. <laughs> yeah. De-
0: definitely convocation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah. What do you think of this leadership overall?
1: I think it's pretty solid. Um, I know that my friend Chase also has a very, very deep love for cable and has been trying to make X-Force work since he got into the game and was always just very underwhelmed by what it could do. And I remember one of his main complaints always being, well, I just rolled all the successes I need, except for one, which is a skull, and I can't re-roll it, so that sucks. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) now he can, which is really cool. Yep. Uh, um, Because he consistently has bad dice, so... Being able to do that, I think, is going to be really cool for him. For specific specifically,
0: yeah, definitely. And one of the interesting things about this leadership that I'm curious how it works with plasma rifle is, let's say cables attacking someone within range three, and they want to use their X force reroll. So each allied character may reroll one die in their attack rolls once per turn, including failure results. So does that mean? That he could use, he could say, I'm going to use my X Force reroll, but I'm going to do my plasma rifle reroll first. Does that mean he gets to reroll skulls with plasma rifle, or does it have to be the single failure result?
1: I think it's just the single failure result, if that's how I'm reading it. Um, but it would make sense, right? So, like, if you don't have skulls in your initial roll, reroll up to two. And if you get a skull, then reroll. Um, but if you have, say, a blank and a skull, Use the leadership first and then use your use your, you know, your re roll on your attack. Yeah. I'd be curious. Um, and I think that's to, what's pretty cool. That makes it pretty versatile.
0: I agree. I agree. I'd be curious to know if it works in the way that I, in my head it works, is that I'm now able to do the skulls as long as I'm gonna use the weapon X reroll, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm not sure. That's probably going to be more of a
0: Nagoldar question. It probably is. But why don't you know, Brian? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so (laughs) because mutants are silly mutants are silly they're they're better in humans that's really what they are
1: oh i found it so odd right that they they when they announced all these character updates they literally segregated or separated the mutants from the the humans
0: yeah well i mean you know it's because everybody loves mutants not everybody loves in humans (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know it's still a little whiplash from when Marvel was like not loving the X-Men. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was like a thing. So anyways, I want to finish our conversation on Cable because we got to definitely, we're running long and it's going to be a lot of podcasting here over the next few weeks. So where do you feel like Cable can slot in that he maybe wasn't the best fit for previously?
1: Uh, So... My typical answer here is going to be in humans. Um, I've oh. thought about it a little bit.
0: I think um, he's great there.
1: Because, yeah, I think he's really good there. Um, because he gets the two rerolls on his attack if he's within three. Um, if you need some extra mobility, you can throw in a lockjaw and get him up to the middle of the board, um, which is really cool. Um, he gains an extra power during the power phase, so you can use him as a battery to like fuel other things that you need online all the time um you can give him the extra power to body slide you can give him the extra power for omega level threat like he he's super um he's super versatile in this way and the telekinetic shield you can add dice to other people within three
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so feel him up for that type of thing if you're really trying to keep somebody safe um it just adds on to the level or the layers of defensiveness that black bolt has now um I think that he'd be really cool there. If you're going for more of a nutrition style game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: it's something I kind of want to toy around with something I've been thinking about.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that so much for me. I think I actually played him in web warriors a little bit when he first came out. And for a while, just because I like the extra defense dice, giving my somewhat squishier characters access to a better opportunity for defense, was something that was usually pretty beneficial for me and I'm excited to put him back in that because I think Cable being able to say all right I'm gonna go in here and be in the thick of it and and get these rerolls and maybe put this dice out here and this is like assuming you're on a bad crisis setup right like let's say you didn't Mm -hmm. get a d shape secure so you're fighting on gamma and like maybe you want to fight a little more instead of playing hard control with a bunch of squishy models. And so now saying cable can incinerate people, right? So he can make your attacks that aren't necessarily the strongest that can now be a little bit stronger. Right. And then your all webbed up turned, mm-hmm. just gets to be that much better. I think it's be really fun. And then so web warriors is one. And then look, I, I know someone out there is like, why hasn't he said the word convocation yet? I mean, that's, that is going to be a spot for him for sure. And one of my problems with my convocation was I never felt like I could drop Strange Supreme because I love Strange Supreme so much. He's such a good, strong character and I painted him to look amazing. So all of those factors, I think Cable can in a different way, take that place Right where I don't feel like I necessarily have to have Strange Supreme and Cable can slot in there and do a lot of fun things. But also, the two of them stacked together, I think can make a pretty formidable thing to deal with. And I think Cable stacked with OG Strange, OG Strange gives you the little bit of control and the extra defense dice. And then Cable says, cool, have some more defense dice. It's probably diminishing returns, but at the same time, I think Cable and Convocation sounds pretty fun. But I'll say this, though. There's other characters in this rebalance that I think make Convocation a lot more interesting. If I'm uh, if I'm just going to say... that There's another member of the <laughs> Summers family that I think uh, is a little interesting here. And, you know, I don't know if you can say... You want say, a name drop? I, mean, I think you should name drop. Look, let's just say is uh absolutely it's gonna be is on deck she's on deck (laughs) yeah so uh yeah i love cable and i think that let's not forget not only is he x-force affiliated he's got three affiliations x-force avengers and x-men and oh i didn't
1: know he was avengers yeah
0: awesome i think cable in Either version of Avengers is extremely exciting. And I say either. There's like four different Avengers now. But I mean like either Captain America, Avengers, and even Sam, it's interesting, but I don't think it's as great. But like actually Sam's probably pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, Sam's pretty good. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think Cable has it's small changes to his kit overall here, and it doesn't I don't think change drastically what he's doing on the tabletop. He wants to shoot at people, right? He wants to body slide and shoot, body slide and shoot. If you have the power, you throw something. I think that's kind of going to be what his pattern is, but I think it's a good pattern. And I think that he really is going to slot in with those Avengers and those uncanny teams. And especially um, his father, the, the elder Summers, uh, just got some glow ups, also that I think is going to make Cable just Chef's kiss amazing. Oh, for sure. But but I should I should have saved Cyclops and Cable to talk about together. But we're not doing that because that'd be crazy. But I'll bring it back whenever I do cover Cyclops because this is awesome. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah. comic lore question: How are they related? Uh,
0: uh, which which is they?
1: Uh, Nathan and uh, Cyclops.
0: Oh, well, uh, Nathan is Cyclops' son.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he was cousin or right. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. uh,
0: if if for this has nothing to do with Marvel Crisis Protocol, so turn off the podcast now if you don't want to hear this part. So, <laughs> so Nathan Summers, as comic lore goes, is the child of Scott and Madeline Pryor, who was like mm-hmm. a clone of. Jean, and who I think becomes the Goblin Queen. Just comics are weird, y'all. I think so.
1: Yeah, comics do weird stuff,
0: you know. Like, so, just
1: hasn't Cyclops lived in like three or four different like points in
0: time? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, like, all of them crazy. have lived in yeah. different points, and all of them are, are super weird. And yeah, she's the Goblin Queen. Um, you know, Google Foo Man, you do it quick, but uh, yeah, it's it's a whole thing, and You know, they, they, that Scott Summers and her made a baby and, and then all that stuff. It's a whole thing. Comics are weird. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. It is cool. And yeah, Mr. Sinister is like involved, which, you know, that's a whole thing too. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Let me make (laughs) sure. My first real
1: introduction to cable was in Deadpool 2.
0: Oh, really? That's your first introduction?
1: Yeah. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yep. that's so it's funny that I said, like, Gene is related to this family. Gene is like Scott's wife, but actually not the mom of Nathan. So it's like a whole thing. I love Cable. Yeah, like he's such a cool. Yeah, such a weird character. And on the tabletop, I am super stoked to put him back back out there.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to get him painted. Yeah, There's a lot of models that I now have more motivation to paint, like Electra.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, stop it. We just we, – we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Baby steps. <laughs> Anyways, Brian, Freddie, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at the House Party Protocol Discord that we've mentioned a couple times now. And I kind of lurk around the the fan server a little bit, um, mostly in the Inhumans uh, channel. Um can hear us talk all about all the shenanigans we can do there, and uh, I joined the AMG official Discord, but I don't, I don't really message in there too much. But that's mostly where I live.
0: Yeah, man. Well, Brian, Freddie, I appreciate you very much, not only for being with me on this podcast, but for being such a great person to interact with in the Discord and just having a wonderful energy and do it, doing what you do. Whenever someone new joins the Discord, <laughs> if you haven't experienced the Brian Freddie intro when you join the Discord, I would say it's it's pretty wonderful. And yeah, there are probably some people out there that didn't get one when they first joined the Discord because you haven't been there since the beginning. But I know I get joy out of seeing that every single time. It's It just... You're just a great person and I appreciate it. And I'm glad we finally got to meet at Nashcon and it's, uh, yeah, I I love this community so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. I think I appreciate those words. It warms my heart. Thank you. Yeah,
0: man. Well, it's, uh, it's been great suits. I hope you've enjoyed this breakdown of some changes real quick and look, we've got a lot more to go. Keep it right here. Subscribe to house party protocol on your podcast platform of choice if you have the opportunity leave a review because there's going to be so much coming out over these next few weeks i think not just from me but from other creators as well so making sure that you are subscribed to the ones you like the most is the easiest way to stay up to date and let us know what you think of not only this podcast of how we handled the updated changes here let us know what you thought of that was there anything we could have done different is there a way we could be a little quicker uh, with how we do things or clean something up, something like that? Just let us know. We have a feedback channel in the House Party Protocol Discord. And again, we've got the giveaway that's going to be happening. So send those inhuman hipster secret code words out via either Discord DM email via HousePartyProtocolPod at gmail.com or you can uh, send messages on Facebook and I will tally those all up and save them there and yeah we're going to be giving away Earth's Mightiest Core Set which I'm super stoked for and, uh, and yeah be good to others and be good to yourself because I like saying that and because I feel like it rings true and thank you to everyone who is out there listening and giving me their time I really appreciate it And with that, party on, Brian Freddie. Party on, Will. And power down Suits.